And you can do that if you call J. Kale Engineering. That's right. Call them today. Licensed in Rhode Island and Massachusetts. It's J. Kale Engineering. 401-351-7600. 401-351-7600. J. Kale Engineering. The original, the best for over 53 years. J. Kale's reputation, second to none. Especially for technical expertise and customer satisfaction. J.K.L. is an approved National Grid VPI installer. Folks, call J.K.L. Engineering today for all your cooling and heating and system needs. Now, listen, who knows how long this is going to go on over the next uh, months. We're even hearing it could be going into the fall, into next winter. So why not make sure you're nice and comfortable? Central Air is a major game changer for your home, folks, in a big, big way. Call J.K.L. Engineering, 401-351-7600. As I mentioned, they're licensed in both Rhode Island and Massachusetts. Now, keep in mind, with J.K.L., J.K.L., 401-351-7600, think the concept is so simple. They'll keep you nice and warm in the wintertime. They'll keep you nice and cool in the summertime and make sure that your heating and cooling system is working as efficiently as possible. Right now, they have the highest rebates in the market. Many of you did get your stimulus checks. Why not invest in your home where you may be spending a lot of time? Maybe you're realizing, do you realize this summer, they're saying it could be a real scorcher of a summer. So why not make sure that you have proper cooling? Then you won't be worried about so much if you're inside. Call J. Kale Engineering today, 401-351-7600. J. Kale Engineering, licensed in Rhode Island and Massachusetts. Well, folks, good morning again. Right now, it is uh, eight minutes past 11. It's John DePietro. Weekdays, we start at 11. We go till 2. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Now, you can always listen at the website, DePietro.com. I want to say good after, uh, good morning to everybody on Facebook Live. If you're on Facebook, find my page, John DePietro Show. It's very interactive. Although, again, I do, um, we've just focused on the radio portion. I have been doing a Facebook Live at night, which is more interactive with Facebook crowd. But we did this, uh, do this as a way for people to listen. Folks, there's different platforms that you can hear the program. Now, most of the area, right now, if you put on AM 1380, you get that from Worcester uh, until you know, down into past North Kingstown off 95. So obviously covering blanketing all of Rhode Island and well into Mass. Good morning to everyone in Bellingham and uh, and Franklin and, and uh, Attleboro and everywhere like that. Now also 99.9 FM in the northern part of the state. And then you can always, as I say, listen online at the website, dipetro.com. You just click the listen live and you can listen. If you have a tune-in, you can download free apps, simple radio app, tune-in radio app. How much are they? They're free. You download them and search WNRI. And the same thing if you have uh, Google or Alexa. You just say Alexa, search WNRI, and you can listen to the program, Crystal Clear Audio. Folks, before we begin, and, um, and we have a great program in store. Now, Governor Raimondo is not doing your press briefing today until 2.30, which means we have the full block of time. And as many of you know, I, I have been getting a number of questions from people that I can ask the governor. There's a couple things about that. Now, number one, uh, and I want to give some guidance. I Listen, like everyone else. Right now on this Wednesday, April 22nd, I I recognize this is a tough time, but a couple things. Number one, if you would like me to ask the governor a question, it should be something that in, in, in many ways right now for what's going on, it should be something that you need assistance with or help with. Okay, and and try to it's incredible how some people don't know how to compose a question. Make it 50 words or less. You have to, maybe you have to do it a couple times, but get to the the heart of the question, the meat of the question. Some people seemingly can't formulate a question unless it's like a rambling three paragraph, and it's just not going to happen. It's not going to get asked. That's number one. And number two, and I really want to stress this. I've said this before, and whether you're on Facebook or you're listening on the radio or online, wherever it may be, folks, I, I don't know how else to, and I will continue to explain this, but- This is, I want to stress for people that this is survival time. Many of you, stop worrying 
about you drove past somewhere and saw some people congregating. This is survival time. Not everyone's going to make it. So many people ask the governor that I drove by such and such and I saw some people. What are you talking? Don't listen. There were people that are obese. Do you think they're going to make it? There are people that still smoke. Do you think they're going to make it? There was a popular TV show, you know, the, The Walking Dead. This is not going away tomorrow. We're going to get more tough times. The virus could come back in the fall. I don't know how else to explain to you. This is worry about yourself. This is survival time. People are sending me pictures of people in a parking lot somewhere. They're not going to make it. What do you care? I, I don't stop worrying on that. Stop focusing on that stuff. And I recognize, and you know, like Mayor De Blasio was telling people in New York to stitch on each other. We don't have those type of provisions. Someone sent me a, a, a text or an email last night. The marinas are still open. Good. The mar- I hope I'm glad the marinas are open. We we need less things shutting down. But I just don't think people. Some people understand that. All this worrying about people not following the guidelines and not following the rules, worry about yourself. Worry about how you can earn a living through this, how you can stay healthy through this, how you can take care and try to have some semblance of a normal life with your family and friends. Many of these people, I don't know how else to explain it to you. You can't, this is going to be thinning of the herd time. They're not going to make it. If they don't understand that, if they're not practicing, this thing is not going to go away overnight. I think there have been um, big changes that people are aware as far as the distancing and the hand washing and just how easy it is to spread a virus or, or spread a germ in many ways. We used to call it a germ, now it's a virus. But what have you, I think you understand what I'm saying. But so many of you, and these are adults, they're like busybodies. What am I supposed to do about it? And, and even that matter, we'll tell the, what do you mean tell the governor? The governor is, is looking at an impossible situation. You know, I received an email last night from someone, how dare you defend the governor? What, what, am I, I'm trying to be objective about this, okay? I'm trying to be objective. This situation, I don't think some people recognize that you have all the different states, right, that are like here. They were here. I'm showing on Facebook Live. Now they're here. And then it's like the, the scene in Moneyball. You go through like 30 feet of mud and crap, and then that's where we are. Talk about a state not prepared for this. Folks, I want to, how can I calmly describe this? Um, we had we have empty buildings and empty land on the 195 land, and that was during a boom economy. How many times do we talk about cranes in the sky in other places? Uh, it, it, it's it, it wasn't happening during the best of times. Do you think it's going to happen now? People talk about think of the empty Superman building. Do you know how many empty buildings you're going to see in downtown Providence? Now, someone was saying, well, this could be the return of big offices. I, I think it's the opposite. Number one, people aren't going to have money for that. Number two, it is an element of a lot of workspaces became open workspaces and they got rid of cubicles. But the more people that I talk to, a lot of businesses are saying, with all these people that are working from home and working remotely, why are we spending all this money on expensive building space? When we're going to have a much smaller operation, we're not going to be in the city. We're going to be somewhere else, and we're going to have all our employees work remotely. I think you're going to have more empty buildings. I understand the concept of people now understand you don't cram a lot of people in. But I just don't think that's the way it's going to go. And also, economically, it's not going to work that way. What's going to happen to movie theaters? I don't know. What's going to happen to some of these banquet facilities and halls? I don't know. This thing is not going away. The latest news they're saying, the head of the CDC said coming in the fall, it could get worse. And and I also understand a lot of the states, and, and rightfully so, some of the people that feel that some of this reopening is moving a little bit too fast. Now, someone had asked me, what do I think about the protest this Saturday? Listen, I think stores and businesses should be allowed to open and reopen, okay? And they have to implore and implement the same guidelines that we have right now in grocery stores. You can't have people on top of each other in stores. Uh, you know, the, the people that are saying wearing masks, it's, it's infringing on my, my uh, American rights. 
because everyone looks scary in a mask. I don't know how else to explain it. And, and it's not that it's that you're protected. It's the people that have it. There are people that have it and they're coughing and they are sneezing. And by having the mask, at least it contains them a little bit. So it's really done. People think of it as if I have the mask, will I get it? That That's not the way it's it should be explained. It should be the fact that the carriers are less likely to pass the germ on. So I know some people were saying, you know, if I have the mask on, will that prevent me from getting it? The real way that they now understand and explain it is the fact that the carriers of it, and there's so many of them. I mean, have you heard the latest that they're, they're now saying there were deaths in California in early February. So when this thing hit, and it was in California, not Washington State. And they feel that it was in the United States much sooner than people thought. And there were people that they they were not, um, they, they didn't know how to describe the death. Other than there were a couple of people that they realize now that they weren't sure exactly what, what had been wrong with them. And it is kind of reminiscent of the movie Contagion, if you've ever seen it. Uh, which is a fascinating film. I think it's either the second or third most popular downloaded film in the country right now. We have Gwyneth Paltrow, who is patient zero over in China. She contracts it from a chef, and then she starts to spread it. She comes back to Minnesota, and boom, within two days. I mean, it's very dramatic in the film. Two days, she's dead. But some of the headlines, California cases rising. How about New Jersey deaths hit a high? Chicago's now shut till June. But some of these headlines. Now, the virus has killed 45,241, doubling in a little over a week. Earliest COVID death in Bay Area now, this thing was February 6th. February 6th. Now, that is much sooner than they initially had thought. They were initially saying the big outbreak. Let me read this. Two individuals who died in Santa Clara County in February tested positive for the coronavirus. The health officials learned yesterday, revealing the coronavirus was responsible for deaths more than a month earlier than initially reported. The individuals who tested for it died at home on February 6th and 17th. The deaths appear now to be the first confirmed fatalities in the country occurring weeks before. Now, the first U.S. death was February 27th, and that was connected to that nursing home elderly home in Washington state where someone had traveled from Wuhan, China there. But now this is much sooner now. The February death as well as a third death in San Jose on March 6th of a man who later tested positive occurred before the first death was publicly reported on March 9th. Now this is in Santa Clara County. Health officials previously believed that the death of a 68 year old Santa Clara resident um, that was now the first death in it. The new positive deaths were received Tuesday for the CDC. The origin of the case believed in the community. You know, a big part of this was they, they were checking that they didn't think they died of it because they hadn't traveled to China. You know, think of this. This was late February. Now, this is February 22nd. You're talking about two months ago that they were still basically saying if you weren't in China, then you don't have it. And now we know just how false that is. And when you think about it, Think of that compared to the way the media is, you know, repeatedly being unfair to to President Trump on this whole thing, because, you know, someone was questioning about the testing. Well, the truth is that we we didn't have the proper testing for it. Now, uh, coming up next hour, I'm going to have Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe on. And there's a very disturbing story. And this is one of those things where your General Assembly at the Statehouse, they don't serve Rhode Island efficiently. They don't serve Rhode Island, and there's, you know, they, you, you can't suddenly undo some of the corruption that's been going on. But there's an, do you know this? There's an in-home test for the coronavirus, but in Rhode Island, ready for this, you can't have it. Why? Because Rhode Island's only one of four states. State regulations prohibit individuals from administering lab tests. You know, that was put in to, from a lobbyist. Watch when that's tracked where that goes. Now, we're not the only one. It's the same thing for New York, New Jersey, Maryland. Does that make sense to anyone listening right now? So Rhode Island can't have an at-home test for the coronavirus because of 
Smith Hill because of the corruption of the General Assembly. And I guarantee you money went in someone's pocket in order to put that BS provision in. So what does that mean? It means elderly can't be tested in their own home. Now now they're scrambling. Now they're saying, well, we have to get that lifted and, and changed. But why is it in there in the first place? You know, this is another example where you have so many people up at that state house who they're, as I've told you folks, uh, they're there to enrich themselves. And this is a crisis that is so serious uh, that you, you can't suddenly undo all the corrupt acts that were done. This portion of the John DePietro Show is brought to you by PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. Now, folks, they are officially open for the season. Rhode Island's number one garden center. What are you doing today? It's dry out. It's heavy rain yesterday, but they're compliant with the state. They've set up a safe environment. PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center, 3688 Quaker Lane in North Kingstown. Stop in beautiful selection of pansy flats, pansy bags, hangers and bowls. They have tulips, hyacinthias, daffodils, hydrangeas. You know, they're saying that being outside at gardening is one of the best things you can do for your mind during this whole crisis that we're going through this pandemic. Landscape materials are available. Screen loom, black, brown, hemlock, mulch. They do pickup and delivery. Look for them on Facebook. It's PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. And if you prefer delivery of anything, flowers included, they can do that. Call them at 295-4399 or email email them prmaterials at cox.net. Folks, Rhode Island's number one garden center is waiting for you. PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. 3688 Quaker Lane in North Kingstown. They are right off of Route 4. Look for them on Facebook. Now, something that uh, yesterday after the press briefing, and again, I did ask a question of Governor Mundo. The reason I asked it, and I feel terrible, was a number of people that they're trying to collect disability insurance, um, unemployment insurance, excuse me, and they didn't have their PIN number. And so apparently there was a computer malfunction. I did ask that for one of our listeners, Tammy. And folks, again, I don't mind asking a question of Governor Raimondo. But you have to make them short. And I don't want you to ask. I'm not going to ask why were there some people standing outside Lincoln Woods? Or why did, you know, Harry go by a store in Smithfield and when there's some people standing outside? I can't emphasize that enough. Stop worrying about what other people are doing. This is survival time. There are people that, as I said, they keep themselves in terrible health. There are people that don't exercise. There are people who are obese. There are people that smoke. They're not going to make it. And there's nothing you can do. These are adults. It's different if there's children, but these are adults. If they're behaving that way, you think you're gonna change their behavior? People don't grow a brain when we have a situation like this. Now, next hour with Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe, facing economic disaster, Rhode Island lawmakers have tough decisions as they return to work. That's an understatement. I'll tell you what has to happen. We need an explanation as to why, how come not one state worker has been laid off. Folks, you know, people have been wondering what would it take for Rhode Island to truly get on the right path? As far as trying to eliminate all these people that are on the state payroll, you have all these people with these, quote, part time jobs at the General Assembly, which really just means because they get free health care. There's no money for it. And no one has had the real backbone. The last governor we had that had a backbone to try to change it was Governor Don Cherry, and they fought him 24 seven. Now, Governor Raimondo, this the fact is uh, Twin River is closed and they don't know when it's going to reopen. And there's another problem that's going on. I asked Governor Amundo afterwards about, and I think I can play it for you. I, I did ask her about when is it that uh, the hospitals are going to be allowed to do elective surgery. Do you realize the hospitals right now are closed and they're not doing any type of uh, elective surgery? And I think I have, this was afterwards when I. Uh, and I would like to find a way to do it before they We're working with. I think this is it. Hold on. Hold on, folks. I apologize. Again, uh, good morning. It's John DePietro. Let me just find it because it is important, I believe. 
my goodness. Why is this not playing? All right, hold on. Bear with me, folks. I have it. I do have it, and I want to play a few. Because the elective surgery thing is important. Less than 10 or so. Okay. Governor, the stay-at-home order is until May 8th. Could you see elective surgery uh, at the hospital starting before that? Or would that be one of the, the different types of businesses, if you will, that would then be allowed? right after that's lifted. That is an excellent question. Um, and I, the answer is yes, I could see it, which is different from saying yes, it will happen. We are, it's what we're working hard on literally right now, today, tomorrow, the next day with hospitals. Um, the hospitals are really struggling because of the lack of revenue from these critical, uh, excuse me, non-critical surgeries. Right. So, um, frankly, we're trying to figure out a way to do something before May 8th. I don't know if that'll be possible. If it is, we'll do it. If not, it'll be really quickly thereafter. Folks, again, I, I, I recognize, and that's afterwards. So she does take questions. We do a conference call with Governor Amundo. You could hear me asking the question, you think things are bad now. If you think things are bad now, how about the fact that hospitals start to close? Hospitals suddenly start closing, and that can happen. Let me play. This is frightening. This report from Channel 12 of how much some of the hospitals are are losing right now, and it's very, very dramatic. For the average, someone listening to us, they might be a patient, they might be a nurse. But Island Hospital lost seventy six million in March. How nervous should they be about your news today, and what should they take away from? Sure, Ted, thank you. Obviously, first and foremost, the main crisis is still the medical crisis and the healthcare crisis. And that is primarily what we're focused on, taking the best possible care of patients we can during this crisis. That Dr. is Tim Babano. However, based on the financial performance we reported for March, we have an added crisis, if you will, which is the financial challenges lifespan and other healthcare systems are facing. In the month of March, we reported nearly a $33 million net loss from oh, operations, of wow. which approximately $23 million were directly attributed to the COVID crisis. We lost that entire amount of money in all of last year, which was one of our worst years ever as a healthcare system. And we lost that same amount in the month of March. We anticipate April and May will be equally challenged. That's why the federal stimulus dollars, the state relief is so very important to us if we are to get through this crisis and come out on the other end and still be here when our patients need us. Folks, this is so significant. Whatever you're doing right now, it's 1129. Good morning. It's John DiPietro. That is Ted Nisi at Channel 12 speaking with Dr. Tim Babineau, who I know of Lifespan. Do you understand what he's saying? That just in one month this year, the month of March, they lost the the amount of money that they lost all of last year. Folks, you think there are problems now. What if the hospitals start closing? And the hospitals could start closing, by the way, right? The hospitals could start closing. They, you may not have, they may not have a choice. So they have to reopen these hospitals. They have to allow them to start doing elective surgery. The hospitals, you need people in there, whatever the elective surgery may be. That, that's how hospitals make their money. They don't make money off of you know the emergency room or basic care or things like that. They make money off the elective surgery. That's just, that's just the way it goes. That's, that's the formula. This is um, beyond serious right now. And lifespan, they're losing that kind of money they could be approaching a 100 million operating loss for the time period March to May. That that could just be insurmountable. Lifespan is Rhode Island's largest private employer, 15,000 people on the payroll. And they've already eliminated 87 corporate jobs. 218 took an early retirement. The CEO was not taking any money. And you have the unions, of course, protesting about their workers, but then what are they going to do? This is this is a this this is an emergency. This is a crisis because many of the people that right now are saying that they're not following what's going on, they're not following the guidelines, they're not following all the restrictions. 
what's going to happen? You know, it was a big deal when Memorial Hospital closed. But now that may not be the only one. Plus, you put people out of work. And, you know, if hospitals close, it's not just like any other business, right? I mean, they're heavily regulated. It's not like a, a restaurant that goes or a nightclub go, or a bar goes in and out of business. This is a very, very serious situation with lifespan. And that also affects your affects everyone's quality of life. Folks, right now at 1130, again, uh, good morning. It's John DePietro. Coming up next hour, we will uh, have Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe. And he he's the one that broke the story. Dan did. They have this COVID-19 uh, right now home testing kit that would be fantastic for the elderly and people that don't want to venture out. And Rhode Island's one of the only four states that doesn't have it. And I'm telling you, that is tied in with corruption. This is the Mattiello crime family. Corruption within the General Assembly. Somebody put that provision in. They got paid a lot as a lobbyist by somebody. And then it just goes on from there. Now you have a pandemic. You have an emergency. All these other states, 46 other states are getting uh, test-at-home coronavirus kits. Rhode Island has a provision where you can't do it. I mean, it, it's just... Matty Yellow should be thrown out of office now. The guy is such an embarrassment and a disgrace. And instead, he has a segment, Coffee with the Crook, with the uh, babbling cackle. All right, folks, another thing I want to point out to you is the importance of not having to go out to the store. Listen, this may not go away anytime soon. You need to call Steve at Water Filter Company. Why not have a water filter installed right in your home? Steve, owner of Water Filter Company. Do you know what my customers are not doing today? They're not standing in stall lines waiting to get in to buy more bottled water. And they didn't have to scramble to get it when all this started. They're enjoying all the safe, clean water they want all year long. They're drinking it, cooking with it, bathing in it, doing everything in it except searching for it, rationing it, and now waiting in lines. As this crisis further restricts your freedoms and choices and store shelves empty. I hope you now realize how important it is to take control over your own water quality like thousands of my customers already have. Because when this crisis is over, your bad water quality won't be. And neither will your bottled water dependency. So ask yourself, do you think you're finally worth making a one-time investment for a lifetime of clean, safe water? If so, call my company. Call Water Filter Company at 294-2400. Water Filter Company, a Rhode Island family business since 1986. Water Filter Company, 294-2400. Because is it really worth going through all this? The answer is no. And he's exactly right. And as I've told you, I am so glad, folks, that I have a water filter. You could call them today, set up a free consultation. Many of you could probably install it yourself. But it eliminates the element of bottled water and the germs that can go just around the packaging of that bottled water. This portion of the John DePietro Show is brought to you by a Kyberry. A Kyberry is the antioxidant. Now, I've been telling you about this. I highly recommend you go out and buy a Kyberry, the antioxidant elixir of life. It is made right in Rhode Island. It is incredible. Just one shot of this, like in a shot glass. So there's no alcohol. But look at that beautiful bottle. Just one shot of this provides disease virus fighting power within your body. Akai Berry, A-C-A-I-B-E-R-R-I, and you can visit their website, akaiberry.com, A-C-A-I-B-E-R-R-I, Akai Berry. Incredible nutritional facts. You can stop in and get a bottle of this. They have it. Dave's in East Greenwich is, I think, the biggest seller of Akai Berry. And also in northern Rhode Island, we spoke with Marie just the other day. It's called It's My Health is right in Cumberland on Menden Road. It's my health. Marie will help you, guide you to this. And also the Akai Berry corporate offices, 50 King Street in Johnston. Pick up a bottle today, Akai Berry, the antioxidant. It helps your body fight off viruses. And then if you do get sick, well, then you really need it. A-C-A-I-B-E-R-R-I, Akai Berry. And check out the website, akaiberry.com. Well, that uh, Channel 12 piece, Folks, and again, good morning. It's 1135. It's John DePietro. That uh, piece that I just played for you is, um, as you just heard, I I find that that is very, very disturbing. And Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe coming up next hour, exactly what the plan is. You have no Twin River. The state's losing $1 million a day because Twin River 
the entire operation is shut down. And there's no telling when that thing is going to open. Rhode Island, let's face it, our economy right now, I, I can't say for every other state, but it is certainly not built right now. For we are built around hospitality. We are built around tourism. It is built around gambling. It is built around really restaurants, entertainment. And it's just, it's not happening right now. It's absolutely not happening. Uh, and it's not going to happen for quite some time. Now, I am happy to report, by the way, and it was as one of our listeners that first mentioned it, finally, Memorial Hospital in Pawtucket is finally testing site to be open a multilingual testing site to open at the Memorial Hospital site. Now, that is something that's been closed. Many people, I still remember, it was back in early March where we had um, we had a caller that called into the program and was saying they should use that site. Uh, the Army Corps of Engineers, for whatever reason, they didn't like it. I think there were union concerns, but they are now going to use it. But this is something that is not good uh, on this um, Wednesday, and that is this whole situation with the CDC. And I want to uh, play this for you, folks. Despite the ongoing threat, those state leaders arguing people need to get back to work. This morning, though, the CDC is warning of a second wave later in the year that potentially could be worse than this one. Brandon Truitt is live in Providence with the reason why. Hey, Patrick, Danielle, good morning. This is about short and long-term concern. Well, downtown streets, they have been sitting empty. The local stores here are closed, and some of the business owners tell me they are worried about making it through. All of this is the CDC is warning when this virus could hit again. The concern is that in the fall, both coronavirus and flu might hit at the same time. That's Dr. Sanjay Gupta, but the warning came from the director of the CDC in an interview with the Washington Post, Robert Redfield, saying if both viruses hit at once, even greater strain would be put on the medical system. This news coming as protests nationwide continue to pop up. Many people are demanding their economies reopen in their states, despite medical experts warning of the ongoing threat. Now, Governor Gina Raimondo says that reopening Rhode Island will be a slow and gradual process, but says that businesses can expect social distancing guidelines to stay around for the better part of a year. Start to make plans in your own mind around how to reconfigure what you have, whatever you operate, in order to make make it so that people can have more space. So Governor Raimondo is encouraging people, business owners, to get a plan in place now, suggesting that those capacity restrictions and sanitizing standards are going to be around for the months to come. Live in Providence, Brandon True at Eyewitness News. So, folks, again, uh, good morning. It's Sean DePietro. That's from Channel 12. I wish I had better news to report you on this Wednesday. Um, but it, and I do believe with the weather getting nicer and people are understanding the importance of tracing and distancing, that at least we're getting a better handle on it. But what people need to start to understand is this is not, I think, and some people maybe get it, but it, it's certainly not going to go away anytime soon. And, and they talk about the flu. How many people listening right now, and it's 1139 on this Wednesday, and you still don't get a flu shot? Guess what? No one's going to force you to get a flu shot. I received an email from a listener. And I I should actually read it. But the gist of the email was, I am a senior citizen. When they listen to the the language now, when they come out with this vaccine, I'm not getting a vaccine for the coronavirus. It's against my rights. No one's going to force me to get a vaccine. And I refuse to get a vaccine. Time out. Now, let me just explain this. I said, tune into the radio show tomorrow and I'll explain. Folks, there's no... There's no guarantee that there is going to be a vaccine. There was a story the other day that the, the virus is, is um, still coming into its own and metastasizing. And the virus now, now they think there's like 30 strains of this coronavirus. There's, there's no guarantee that they, they, they're working on a vaccine. And that miracle drug that certain people were pushing, the hydrochlorine, they're now saying that if anything, that could be causing more deaths with some people that have had they not taken it. Maybe they still would have been sick, but they wouldn't have they wouldn't have died from it. But let's just be very clear. Before we start getting into, I refuse. No one's gonna force me to get a vaccine. What well, time out? Why, why don't we wait to see if they actually, I don't know, come up with a vaccine? 
there's no guarantee there will be a vaccine. As been talked about, there are there's plenty of things that they still don't have a, a cure for. Now, there's some that you you live with and others that that you don't. But there's a very good chance they're saying if they would develop one, it would be 12 months, 18 months for a vaccine. Now, having something that could at least a therapy to help people, such as with, and I think Dr. Fauci explained this pretty well, HIV, the reason why people stop dying of AIDS, there's still no cure for AIDS. But they certainly came up with a number of different drugs that people take that reduce the power of it and therefore the people stay alive. But they, they've never come up with, quote, the cure. So before people start doing, you know, planting their flag, that's the hill they're going to die on. No one's going to force me to, um, to get a vaccine. I, then don't worry about it. Then there are people that, that would, if they came out with a vaccine, people that don't want to get one, you don't have to. There are people that don't get a flu shot. I don't get it. I always get a flu shot. There are some people, maybe they just think they'll, they will never get the flu. I also do believe, though, folks, I, I think because of these new types of practices at nursing homes, at hospitals, uh, people not being in a sick office, I think actually you're going to see the flu deaths come way, way down, right? I would still get a flu vaccine. Uh, and there's always going to be people telling you not to get a vaccine. So I, I mean, and again, it's a free country. Right. People are allowed to do that. Folks, good morning at 1142. It's John DePietro on this Wednesday. Coming up next hour, you don't want to miss this. Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe. He broke the story in this morning's Boston Globe. They devote an entire section to covering Rhode Island. And Dan McGowan broke the story. There is an at-home coronavirus test that is now available. It's not cheap. The price will probably come down over time. I believe it's $124. It's not available in Rhode Island because of provisions they have within the state. It's, it's ridiculous. That should be wiped out like that. There's no excuse for it. I guarantee you someone was lobbying on behalf of someone else, slid that in, and then you can't do a, a home test for it. Someone made money off of that without question. And I'm not exactly sure who. Maybe that story will come out. Hey, I want to remind you, though, uh, it's still important. On a day like today, it's dry. You want to go out and maybe get some delicious food. Why not stop in at Ron's Pastry Gourmet, 170 Royal Little Drive in in Providence. It's Ron and Melissa. They're open. How does this sound for lunch? Your choice. And it's it's all takeout, right? Delicious sausage and peppers or eggplant, meatball calzones. Buffalo chicken calzones, Philly cheesesteak calzones, pepperoni and cheese calzones, chicken parm calzones, plain and deluxe spinach pies. They have the old-fashioned pizza strips, delicious cannolis, brownies, uh, cakes, and they have the world-famous and people ride in to see them at Ron's Pastry Gourmet, 170 Royal Little Drive in Providence. They have... Those Trump chocolate donuts. I'm holding it up for everybody on uh, Facebook Live. Look how delicious they look. If you're a Trump fan, let's see a thumbs up on Facebook Live. Trump chocolate donuts. Where is it? Ron's Pastry Gourmet. Look for them on Facebook. They have a great Facebook page. You see the uh, the red letters on the white background. Ron's Pastry Gourmet, 170 Royal Little Drive in Providence. They're right off of Silver Spring Street. And they are right next door to um, Providence AAA. It's Ron's Pastry Gourmet. So I think that story about the hospitals, uh, that, that's very, very serious, exactly how much. Rhode Island hospital owner, Lifespan, has lost $76 million in March. There is no salary for the, the CEO. But, folks, th- this is you're getting into basic hospital care for all of the Rhode Islanders. Let me hear a little bit more. This is Ted Nisi of Channel 12 with uh, Dr. Tim Babineau of Lifespan. Now, a little more than 1,000 people out on furlough. Uh, most of those are on voluntary furlough, though not all. Some are on involuntary furlough. Remember, we have 15,000 employees, so that's a 1,000 of our 15,000 employees. We have not laid anyone off, and as I sit here today, we don't have any intention of laying anyone off. It is our hope and desire and belief that we're going to need that workforce back in earnest, hopefully shortly, Ted, hopefully shortly. Uh, you yourself stopped taking a salary as of April 1st, a major step. Why did you feel that was important? 
you know, we're all in this together, Ted. I'm blessed to have a great job. And uh, I just thought it was the right thing to do uh, to, to send a signal to not only my executive team, but the whole team at Lifespan. I'm, I'm in this with you. I'm in this with you. And uh, it was a very small, small effort on my part to do that. And one last question, Tim, which is just to the, back to COVID and the actual health crisis we're also having right now. Can you just give a window into how does it look on the ground in the hospitals right now? And what are your, what are your thoughts about how the next two weeks, three weeks are going to look? Yeah, again, I give the governor of the Department of Health a lot of credit. The state of Rhode Island got out in front of this, I think, better than most states. And as a result, again, as I sit here today, April 22nd, uh, 2020, we're in pretty good shape. We're in pretty good shape. Our numbers seem to be flattening. Uh, we are not overwhelmed. Roughly speaking, we've been hovering. Uh, again, that's Tim Babineau. The frightening part of this is in the beginning when they talk about how much the hospitals are losing. That is why I asked Governor Raimondo about elective surgery. And folks, many people have told me that people at hospitals have gotten some, not all, but have been laid off. Uh, obviously not a lifespan hospital, but because they, they, they need to get people back doing elective surgery. The hospitals have to make money. All right, Tim Babineau, uh, first question for you, just for the average someone listening to us, they might be a patient, they might be a nurse, they might just be someone who cares about Rhode Island hospitals. What, how nervous should they be about your news today and what should they take away from it? Sure, Ted, thank you. Obviously, first and foremost, the main crisis is still the medical crisis and the healthcare crisis, and that is primarily what we're focused on, taking the best possible care of patients we can during this crisis. That is priority number one. However, based on the financial performance we reported for March, we have an added crisis, if you will, which is the financial challenges lifespan Listen to this. and other healthcare systems are facing. In the month of March, we reported nearly a $33 million net loss from operations, Oof. of which approximately $23 million were directly attributed to the COVID crisis. We lost that entire amount of money in all of last year, which was huh. one of our worst years ever as a healthcare system. Wow. And we lost that same amount in the month of March. We anticipate April and May will be equally challenged. That's why the federal stimulus dollars, the state- Now folks, again, that those are frightening. And I want you to understand, number one, it affects jobs. Number two, basic, what, what happens if the hospitals start closing? Now I'm looking at some of these other headlines. Um, the only, well, Netflix is doing okay. How about they've added 16 million subscribers? But on top of that, department stores, Neiman Marcus has filed for bankruptcy. I don't know what's going to happen to Macy's. I don't know what's going to happen to Warwick Mall. I don't know what's going to happen to Providence Place Mall or many of the stores there. 84% of Americans already want another stimulus check. 30% are one month away from running out of money. Now, this is the problem when you start giving out and handing out money is it's never enough. 84% of Americans want another stimulus check. So as much as everyone just got $1,200, all of a sudden, that's basically when you add in the, the um, error of margin of error, it's really 90% want another stimulus check. I just wonder when when is the country going to run out of money? I don't know what's going to happen. Uh, maybe the billionaires are going to have to bail us out. But when you think that that is and, and I'm not I'm not saying that people are wrong for feeling that way. Look at the thumbs go up on Facebook Live. Um, the, the Bernie Sanders mentality, we, we could start to see the ruin of the private hospitals. It could suddenly become government run Hospitals, And I think some people are going to become, unfortunately, comfortable living in that type of scenario. Folks, right now at 1150, it's John DePietro. I want to remind you about AE Mazika Insurance Services. Listen, you need, here's what I know. You need to save money, okay? Alex and Scott at AE Mazika Insurance Services, they will help you save money. Call them today. Now, they're right in North Providence, 1529 Merrill Spring Avenue, North Providence. Obviously, in this scenario... Things are being done over the phone. You can call them at 401-353-9300. 353-9300. A.E. Mazika Insurance Services. Now, I like to direct people because not everyone could remember. Maybe you're driving right now or you're doing something else. But you're going to want to follow up with them later. Look for them on Facebook. 
AE Mazika Insurance Services. They'll help you save money on your life insurance, on your home insurance. How about your car auto insurance that you're not driving right now? Or your business insurance needs to be adjusted. Let Scott and Alex, that's what they do. They'll help you save money. AE Mazika Insurance Services. Call them 401 353 9300. Their website is aemazika.com. They're licensed in Rhode Island, Massachusetts, and Florida. This is so simple. Hear me out right now at 1151 on this Wednesday. Why not let A.E. Mazika, let them make, give them the challenge to help you save money. They will save you money. You're going to want an extra $200 a month. You're going to want an extra $300 a month, $400 a month. A.E. Mazika Insurance Services, 1529 Mineral Spring Avenue, North Providence. Call them at 401 401- 353-9300-401-353-9300 and look for them on Facebook. It's John DePietro on this Wednesday. And coming up at noon, next hour, we will have Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe. And then uh, 1 o'clock, we're going till 2 o'clock today. The Governor Raimondo press briefing is at 2.30 today. If you would like me to ask Governor Raimondo a question for you, make it less than 50 words. I can't guarantee... I would like to help people. If you listened yesterday, they did read my question. This was about helping people. Okay, I'm not going to ask her about how come some people were gathered outside, you know, Lincoln Mall. How come, that's like, as I've told you, stop worrying about that. This is survival time, okay? You're in the Titanic. If there are people that are dancing on the upper deck, you don't worry about it. You worry about getting yourself and your family with a life preserver and getting into a life raft. That is your or a lifeboat. That is your mission right now. Don't, well, I, there are people still in the dining room. Don't worry about the people in the blanket dining room. Okay, they're going down with the ship. There were, as I've told you, there were people that are obese. There were people that still smoke. There are people that don't exercise. You can't save them. They're adults. They've chosen to live this lifestyle. There's nothing you're going to do about it. You worry, stop worrying about those people and stop sending me pictures of some of these people gathered that way. I, I, I look at it and I just, what am I supposed to do with it? it it's, it's I, I don't, you know, there are people that are idiots. I don't know what else to tell you. Um, tomorrow in our legal segment, Rhode Island uh, top attorney Tim Dodd, Tiverton teacher union leader sues town after being fired. You know, they were trying to move ahead. Uh, with some things with the school system. And she kept saying with the distance learning that the unions need to be part of the negotiation. See, that's someone that just doesn't get it. You know, the bill is going to come due. The bill is coming due. You want to talk about the chickens coming home to roost. How would you like to? I can't. But now there is a problem. There is definitely a problem because of that evergreen provision. We'll see how that uh, what that happens to that in court. Uh, all these you don't need 16,000 state workers. You have attorneys that get paid $25,000 a year. They're all politically connected and they get free health care. And they're at the Rhode Island State House. They should be laid off like that. The state workforce, six over 16,000 people. You watch, coming July, the state can't afford to pay all those people. And these people with the General Assembly, they're not even in session. Boom, they need to be laid off. You know what? Someone said to me, well, isn't it pulling from the same pie of money? You know what? Let them go through the unemployment uh, process like everyone else. As I've told you, if, if a lot of the state workers, if they had to go through what many of you are going through right now with trying to get, you know, your unemployment benefits, I guarantee you those computers would be working better. I guarantee you that those call centers would be working more efficiently. Many of the cities and towns. I, I, I really am looking forward, actually, to watching the negotiations between the Providence Teachers Union that think they're going to get this huge increase. And there's and I when I say there's no money in the city of Providence, I mean, there's no money in the city of Providence. There's, there couldn't be less money in the city of Providence. What this crisis is going to do is the political leaders that don't have the backbone to really step up and do what's right for the people. It's going to be decided for them. Because as Dan McGowan, you're going to hear him coming up next hour, talks about in his story, before everything collapsed in March, the state budget deficit 
was $200 million. Now, we don't know where it is. And, and it, it goes, um, the year for the new budget kicks in July 1st. So they needed to close a $200 million shortfall between March and the end of June, which is now coming up. So what number do you think that is now? I mean, it was $200 million. Someone said to me, do you think it's $300 million? I, I said higher. I called someone in the know. I said, is the state deficit, are they off by $500 million? He said higher. I said, is the state off budget maybe $600 million? He said, keep going. Folks, the state could be off $700 million between now and June. There's, there's no money. And they're counting, by the way, the Speaker and the Senate President are counting on the feds, the federal government to bail them out. They're not bailing them out. These were structural deficits before this thing kicked in. They're not related to the crisis. You can't have gambling as your third source of revenue. You can't have 16,000 state workers. You can't have a $10.2 billion budget. Boom. It's all coming crashing down. As much as many of the politicians haven't had the backbone to make the changes that were needed, get this crisis We'll do it. And if this doesn't do it, then nothing's going to do it. Now, right now, it's 1157. Next hour, Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe. And then Governor Mundo's press briefing is not till 2.30. So I am on till full two hour clock in two hours. No interruption with Facebook Live or anything like that. Folks, this portion of the program is brought to you by Soul Source Restoration. I am so impressed. It's S-O-L-E, just like the sole of your shoe, not soul man. Soul Source Restoration. They're in Cranston. Coronavirus Cleaning Disinfection Service. You can call them at 401-712-2700. They have the latest, most technical equipment listed as one of only six companies in the entire country. So if you really want to make sure your home is cleaned or your business or your school or your building, whatever it may be, call Sole Source Restoration, 401 712-2700. Look for them on Facebook. Look for, they have a great website, by the way. Sole Source Restoration. They're CDC approved. You hear me speak with the owner, Mike Seepy. They're fantastic. Microthermal fogging, electrostatic spraying equipment. They have the protective equipment. And most important, they do the post cleanup. 99% free coronavirus. Hire them for your business. Sole Source Restoration. 401 712 2700 they are setting the standard this is who keep thinking in mind this is who the the nursing homes are calling in to clean them right and the hospitals are calling them coronavirus cleaning disinfection service sole source restoration 401 712 2700 401 712 2700 Soul Source Restoration. Look for them online and also on Facebook. All right, it's 1159. So we're going to break for the 12 o'clock news. Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe is going to join me next hour uh, in breakdown. He's got the the uh, scoop on no test for Rhode Island as far as the uh, coronavirus. And then we're going to continue till 2 o'clock. It's John DePietro. A lot more ahead. Remember, visit the website petro.com we're going to get a quick update in the 12 o'clock news and then continue a lot more a lot more ahead between now and two o'clock right here on the john DePetro show am 1380 follow me on facebook and twitter at john DePetro show and you can always email me john at depetro.com or the easiest thing to do is go to the website depetro.com and then just hit the contact contact john and then i'll get your message so let's get an update in the 12 o'clock news john DePetro, don't go anywhere you're going to want to hear this dan mcgowan is next